We are almost at the end of 2021. And we thought saying goodbye to 2020 was going to be oh so much better. Right, Carl? It was going to be better. And then it was basically the same. No, it was different. It was different. 2021 well, we- was different. Yes, we, we, I did get to see my youngest son after 18 months, and that was wonderful. And then also, we went back to the movies on May 24th. What did and you we see on a, May 24th? A Quiet Place Part 2, and I sat oh, next right. to you, socially distanced next to you. Yes. But uh, we all had popcorn, and we took a picture with our masks on, and, and uh, it was a rejoice uh celebratory moment we'll talk to our guest cameron schofel from westport social and union station coming up next then we'll talk also with him about boba fett and ted lasso around minute 28 we'll rediscuss matrix 4 around minute 35 our top of the year ideas including animated themes of the year we'll talk about belfast power of the dog harry potter pig dig american underdog Macbeth. West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, and Canto. A lot of things we'll talk about in that time. And then around minute 49, we'll talk about theater, including A Christmas Carol at the Rep. And then around minute 55, we'll talk about what we're going to be talking about this upcoming year. Here we are uh, about to start another year, but we don't want to be a Debbie Downer about everything. So look at the joy. I was on KTRS yesterday talking about what's good about 2021 and entertainment. And there was a lot of good things. So we're going to talk to somebody who is very involved in interactive entertainment in St. Louis. And you and I like these places a lot. Welcome, Cameron. And Cameron, please uh, pronounce your last name for us. And then also tell, tell us what you do at Westport Social and Union Station, the historic Union Station. That's right. Yeah. So uh, my last name is Schofel, pronounced uh, Schofel, uh, very German. So uh, <laughs> covered there. So uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on today. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Great way to round out the year. And um so, so my role, I, I oversee sales and marketing uh, and, and entertainment at St. Louis Union Station, uh, all owned and operated by Lodging Hospitality Management, which also owns and operates uh, Westport Social, uh, where I am a frequent uh, lunch goer and, and uh, party goer and, and all the fun stuff they've got going on out there. So, uh, you know, we, we do a lots of lots of different fun things throughout throughout the company, throughout the brand. Uh, specifically at Union Station, we're, we're rounding out a, a great year of Polar Express. Uh, today is actually our last day, uh, making the last final trips to the North Pole this year. Um, it's it's just been a great year for us in, in that regard. And, and obviously that kind of goes along with all the other wonderful uh, attractions we have down at St. Louis Union Station, the aquarium, the wheel, name a few, some wonderful restaurants and, and the beautiful historic uh, St. Louis Union Station Hotel. So we do uh, we do a lot of fun stuff. You do. I was at the Polar Express two years ago on my birthday, December 23rd. I like to do something I haven't done before. And uh, when I was uh, when my children, were, my two boys were little, we I always read to them the Polar Express on Christmas Eve. And so I said, let's go to uh, the Polar Express. 
And even I want to recommend this, even if you do not have children at home or grandchildren, it is such a pleasant experience that will get you in the mood for Christmas because just watching the joy in of all the little kids on board is magical. Plus you get hot chocolate and a cookie and you get to see Santa and you were on this train, right? Because trains were such a big part of uh, St. Louis history. And it's just fun to be on this really cool old fashioned train. And the people that are the entertainers are just so fun. They led a sing along. And I remember this three-year-old girl was next to us all dressed up like a princess. And <laughs> she knew every word to let it go from yeah. Frozen. <laughs> And she was melting it up. And it was just so fun to see the people. A lot of people in pajamas, a lot of families in matching pajamas. It's just such a, a fun experience that if you haven't done it, I highly encourage you. And now it's the last day, but I highly encourage you to think about it next year as a family thing, just like you know, cutting down a Christmas tree like Carl did. I did, or... but you know what? I've I've been to the Polar Express every year. I even went last year when it was a different kind of event and it was still special but the what they have done in all of the years they've done it it is it is a transformative experience let's say it, it's you think you're one place and then you get transported to the north pole and then santa's on your train and it actually it it shows the beauty of downtown st louis which you wouldn't think it, it's it has lost some of these things in the last decades mm -hmm. and so seeing Absolutely. it seeing some of those parts again that no one really gets to see anymore of downtown st louis is really also very informative and exciting it is and to see the bridges and to see what transportation was like back in the day but an, another thing too is afterwards because we're grown-ups we went to the grand hall and <laughs> what a delightful experience <laughs> experience that is i encourage anybody who has not enjoyed the different facets of union station to sit and have a beverage and just enjoy it's so beautiful but the whole wall lighting and all the images and uh, bob costas narrates a little documentary yep. doesn't he yeah bob costas we've got some voiceovers from john goodman uh john ham Ozzy Smith, Joe Buck, uh, all sorts of you know popular St. Louis figures, and and uh, I always I always say Grand Hall is such a hidden gem. Uh, I mean, we it is do a lot of really great stuff in in Grand Hall. There's a lot of private events, weddings, and galas, and, and things like that. But you know, if you're ever looking for a, a great date night spot, or you know, just somewhere to to take the kids, even I mean, it's you know we have uh, you know a great you know, kind of appetizer menu that, that starts at four o'clock every day. And uh, we obviously do the 3D light shows and, and those play on the top of each hour. And it's just a great place to just kind of come and relax. And we've got some great soft seating and and, uh, and all sorts of fun stuff. So um, definitely a little hidden gem there in, in uh, right downtown St. Louis. Yeah, and they, they've been topical too. A couple of years ago, they did a Queen one when Bohemian Rhapsody was out. There was the Beatles one, and the the holiday one is also good too. So yep. it's not it's not like it's the same show every time. Yeah, we've got uh, I think it's sixteen total shows now that that we've got. You know, we've got a 
something for our sports lovers. We've got something for, uh, like you said, the holidays and, and our music fans and, and all that fun stuff. So it, it really just, you know, there's, there's a little bit of something for everyone. And, and like I said before, with to accompany that with the six attractions and great restaurants that we have down there, it's, you know, great spot for a staycation any time of the year. Oh, it's just so magical. I was so impressed. And one of uh, my son's friends was with us and he had never been there and he's in his early thirties and he was just transfixed. And now he wants to go back, you know, every time he's home, he was like, we want to meet at the grand hall. And so I just think that that more people should take advantage of it. Also, if people are worried about social distancing, like if a crowd scene is spooking them out, not saying that you don't have, you know, a a nice crowd of people there, but it's so huge. Mm -hmm. It is so huge. You can find your own little nook and not feel overwhelmed, not feel like you're shoulder to shoulder with people. Absolutely. And yeah, because it's just so the architecture of Union Station is so fabulous and gorgeous. Yeah. Well, well also, and, also, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, I just uh, I know, obviously, with, you know, the, the the COVID surge that we're seeing right now, we are still requiring masks in downtown that that is a, a city mandate. So just want to mention that just, you know, clear anything up. I know it's it's all over the place right now, whether you live in the city or the county or, you know, across the river, where, wherever it is. And I just want to make that clear that, that we are still requiring masks in, in downtown. So sorry to cut you off there, Carl. No, no, no. I was just going to say that that the space is also not an issue at Westport Social because yeah. and I know a lot of people go out there. Summer is always packed and you can sit outside, yeah. but inside is also very well spaced mm-hmm. because they have they have you have the shuffleboard and you've got the darts and you've got the papa shot and the games. And, and I've been there on nights where there's been bands and I, the Westport social is a fun time. And now other places in St. Louis are trying to capitalize on that. But Westport social was the first one here in town. Yeah, you're right. exactly. There's so many fun things to do in there. I mean, I, I said, as we open the show, <laughs> I frequent that place just, you know, on, on a personal level, just because there's so much to do. It's a great place to, you know, if you have out of town guests in, in um, you know, if you just want a, a nice bite to eat, watch a game, you know, play, play some games, uh, re- really fun spot and, and uh, definitely a fun spot tomorrow night for, for New Year's Eve, no cover and uh, live band, champagne toast, all, all sorts of fun stuff going on there. Oh, I really enjoy that space. I'm so happy to see when I first heard about this, I was very happy to see because Westport Plaza is another hidden gem. And mm-hmm. and, and years ago uh, in the 80s, uh, it was the place to be. I was working at the St. Louis Globe Democrat at the time, and I often reviewed uh, shows out there at the Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh there was this whole vibe of people walking around like a you know, plaza, actually. Sure. That's why they're called plazas. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was, I actually saw Jerry Seinfeld uh, no before he was Jerry Seinfeld at the, at the, comedy, at the, club. At the, at the comedy club. And uh, there was just such an energy to it. And then, you know, years go on, blah, blah, blah. And then to see you guys revive it was awesome because it is a space that people can really gather comfortably at and i think uh, what every time i've been in westport social it's amazing because you find something new all the time 
Absolutely. Yeah. No, Cameron, you're, you're Karen, exactly I, have a, right. I have a question about Westport. So how long has Westport social been at that location? Oh gosh. Three uh, years now? I want to say 2017. Wow. 17 or 18. So yeah. Four so years. Now. Um, I could be off a few months there, but yeah, it's, it's been there. Uh, yeah. Three, four years. And it's just been a great kind of addition to, to the overall plaza and, and uh, I think people are going to see a lot of fun updates coming uh, in regards to Westport Plaza as, as a whole in the, in the next year or so. So be on the lookout for that. And, and uh, you know, we're very excited about some uh, some new additions coming along. I have very been cool. I have been to that space before it was uh, Westport Social and it was not it was a lot of things. In, mm-hmm. in, in the last several decades, it has been a lot of things. And I I would hazard a guess to say Westport Social has been there longer than any of them. Most, let's say, let's say most of them, because yeah. there'd be a bar and it'd be a hot, hot place to go for a couple months. Then it would shut down. And then another bar, it would be open up in the exact same space. I remember there was this one bar that was there that like there were stairs everywhere and you had to climb up and down and there was a dance floor in the middle but the, it was just it was just too much but yeah. i was in my 20s and i didn't care but this <laughs> the space the space is being used much better this way i mean there are still upstairs that's where they have the private parties upstairs the karaoke rooms yep yeah absolutely so it's they, they did a great job with it and, and um you know utilized all the space and obviously all the the television screens and the bar right in the middle and the, the performance stage, it, it all just really works well and, and uh, makes for a great setting for New Year's Eve or, or New Year's Day for, uh, for watching some football. So what's going on with the Hangover Bowl on New Year's Day? Yeah, so uh, the, the Hangover Bowl is a fun kind of, uh, you know, <clears throat> twist on, on New Year's Day. It's Like I said before, it's a great spot to check out some games and, and uh, you know, watch watch football day. You've got, uh, you know, kind of recover from New Year's Eve celebrations and, and uh, you know, treat yourself to some mimosas and Bloody Marys, uh, you know, a little hair of the dog there and, and enjoy some uh, appetizers and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, just a, just a long, fun day for us there uh, at Westport Social. Well, I like that idea because some people don't want to go out New Year's Eve. That's right. And so gathering... Night. New Year's Day. I much prefer. I much prefer gathering New Year's Day, actually. Mm-hmm. And then the Winter Classic is Sunday with the it, No, it's 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 New I Year's it's Night. New Year's yeah, I think it's oh, in the evening. Okay, yeah. so yeah. if you want to go see, you'll have that on, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be uh, front and center, and uh, we'll be rooting on our hometown St. Louis Blues. They take on the Wild up there in Mini. At yeah. the Target uh, place, outdoors. Right. It's outdoors. So. I, heard, I heard the uh, the high is going to be uh, zero. <laughs> so, uh, <gasps> oh so, my goodness! Oh yeah. my goodness! That's, that's the high of the day. And by the time the game is ending, they're going to say it's going to be minus fifteen. Oh boy! Well, I wouldn't oh. want to be. A, I'd much rather be a Westport sh- social watching the game with uh, with a nice uh, Bloody Mary. I think. There, there yes. is a slight chance I might be at the game, but wow. that is not that is not for sure yet. That's Bundle why I said up. slight. Yes. Well, Carl, you got to get the horn going, right? Even though it's outdoors. And well, it's not. It's an away game, so no. I, I did oh, the no. winter classic. I did the winter classic when it was here. Uh, but if I did go, I would blow the horn wherever I was. So. 
I'm, I'm happy about that. All righty. Well, uh, so if people do want to go out New Year's Eve and want to feel safe, tell us about what your plan is at Westport Social. Yeah, so uh, at Westport Social, we've got no cover. Uh, we've got live entertainment. We're going to have a champagne toast. Uh, we'll do a balloon drop. Um, so it's just a, a really fun kind of easygoing atmosphere. And, and uh, we want everyone to come out, feel safe. Um, you know, we'll have plenty of room to kind of spread out and everyone can enjoy themselves and, you know, ring in the, the new year together. So it's going to be an exciting atmosphere and uh, we're excited to have everyone down. Uh -huh. As we welcome 2022 and whatever that I, actually, I actually think <laughs> uh, when, when people ask me about like going back to movie theaters and stuff, I said, um, the people are taking great precautions to disinfect and there's sanitizer everywhere and masks are, well, I know the county, but masks are generally for people who want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's the, to me, it's the tiny, small gatherings with your family and friends. That's really yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, because people are scared to go back to different things. And, and it's like, you got to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I think businesses are trying very hard to make people feel comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're doing, you know, it's, it's always a, the utmost importance to us not only from a guest perspective but also a staff perspective if you know if our staff gets sick then then we're not able to to host these kind of events and, and stay open and um you know we we, we very much don't take that for granted and, and want to make sure everyone's safety is is our top priority so going to do everything we can we want everyone to uh you know make sure they feel good before they come out and and celebrate with us but um we're definitely going to have a good time there, there's no shortage of fun to be had Yes, we have things to celebrate and uh, we're turning a corner. Um, when I tell people last year, we didn't have the vaccine. That's this right. Year, we have the vaccine. Yeah. So it's, let's toast to that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Every year we get a little bit better, right? Yes. Right, it's gonna be around forever. Well, what have you been watching in your spare time to uh that has brought you a lot of joy this past this past year anything oh let's see i have been watching i'm a big fan of narcos the uh the narcos uh, netflix um deal i have been watching some older movies too with my wife uh we watched she put on tremors last night and <laughs> I gotta say, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I laughed for a while. It, it was a lot of fun. We, we had a good time with that. Um, you know, and, and I have a two-year-old at home. So uh, we've been watching a lot of uh, old classic Christmas movies. Uh, my daughter, not, you know, obviously Polar Express is a big part of our life just because of everything going on at down, down, down at Union Station. Um, but my daughter's new favorite thing in the world is the Polar Express movie. Uh, we've already watched it once today, um, so <laughs> we're going on about two weeks straight, and um, you know it's it's just a lot of fun. It was so fun this year. Obviously, my my daughter last year didn't wasn't really into <clears throat> you know that kind of stuff. wasn't um, you know into the movies and, and all that. But this year, just being able to share those classic Christmas movies with her, you know everything from the Santa Claus to Polar Express to um, you know. Elf. 
Elf to the Grinch to everything. Just, you know, it, it's really been a lot of fun for, for us and my wife and I. And, uh, you know, something I don't think, you know, a little trip down, you know, memory lane for us because, you know, for, for a long time, we didn't spend a lot of time watching those movies. But to have those back, it was, it was a lot of fun. We had a good, good time this year doing that with her. I'm curious, which version of The Grinch did you show her? The Jim Carrey one. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. We, we should have taken a step further back. I think that'll maybe be next year. But, uh, you know, maybe selfishly a little bit for us, for our own entertainment, uh, to, to get Jim Carrey's uh, well, rendition of The Grinch in there was awesome. All, it, it, the original Boris Karloff is shorter, so <laughs> you could have gone, you could have gone that better, route. Honestly, yeah, I probably would have uh, kept her attention a little bit more, but I tell you what, the Polar Express, that it's about an hour and a half movie. She is, you know, that, that's about the only hour and a half that she actually sits down for the entire time. So, well, I have a tip. I have a tip for you in future years. Uh, my boss at the St. Louis Globe Democrat, of course, we're talking mid 80s when VCRs were the thing. Sure. And now you have DVRs and and uh, DVDs and things. But uh, he suggested that I record all the Christmas specials one year. And I did put them on, I think, two VHSs. And he said, when you're having family functions in the year, like maybe 4th of July or something, and the kids are getting unruly, stick that tape in (laughs) and the kids will be transfixed. So not that we have cards anymore, but Put on when you got like your, you know, family over and the kids are just being really rambunctious in the house. Put on one of those and you won't hear a peep. I love it. I'm going to I'm going to definitely take that piece of advice from you. I love that. Yeah, it was fun. And it's just fun to relive. I hadn't seen a lot of the Christmas comedies in years. Mm -hmm. And I was visiting my uncle who's 89 in assisted living. And we watched. Home Alone 2. Oh, that, I mean, which, yeah. some of my and, favorites. Yeah, and uh, a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or as I like to say, in my family, it's more documentary than comedy. <laughs> I don't know and, if you should, you know, like, show the child that, though. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's later years, but it was just fun because my uncle was laughing so hard, and yep. my late dear mother, I remember her just laughing so hard at the Griswolds and now so much of, of Christmas vacation has made it into our pop culture lexicon oh, I know I know that that is one that you know I, I think uh never gets old in my book it, it is always a, a Christmas classic for sure oh yeah Aunt Bethany and the blessing and Uncle Lewis <laughs> a blessing and uh it's just fun to re- relive all that and and through the yeah. years so Carl did you watch anything over the holidays besides Boba Fett preview I have not watched Boba Fett because I had a hockey game and so everyone has asked me if I've seen it and I keep saying I'm going to watch it later today because my family's like you're not going to watch it without us and I said no and I we have Apple TV, Lynn, and so the night that we had, the night that we had the media preview of Boba Fett, which they gave us only twelve hours before it actually was on Disney Plus, uh, we were we were in episode six of Ted Lasso. So uh, it is not. My wife was she's like, uh, well, which one should we? I'm like, we we're gonna watch Boba Fett, and my daughter's like, we're gonna watch Boba Fett. 
but that's happening later today. So, aha. Well, I haven't I will seen say, it yet. A thousand people have. I'm not kidding. A thousand people have asked me if I've seen it, and they want to know what I think. Oh, I bet because that was one of my first things about today. Well, have to call, ask Carl about Boba Fett because <laughs> Cameron Carl is supreme Star Wars. You gotcha. saw my jacket. You I saw did. My, yeah. my Boba Fett jacket. So, well, I am on the Ted Lasso disciple train all year after discovering it i finally finally watched the first season and was so blown and away Emma. i couldn't wait for the second season to start and it is a jolt of joy it will it's just such a breath of pressure i gave my sister an apple gift card so she could uh, book <laughs> four seasons of it and then she loved it and she's hooked on it and so i have been take one woman's mission to get everybody to watch ted lasso because talk about a quote unquote feel good so what do you think right. carl um it, it, everything everyone that has watched ted lasso loves ted lasso i don't know anybody that doesn't like ted lasso and everyone uh recommends it and they are 100 right so uh, we're only, we are 60% way through season one. So 30% through the entire thing. And so we are ready. And there's also, there is also a Christmas special on there too. That is a stop uh, Rankin Bass kind of uh, case of the missing mustache kind of thing that they have that we are going to watch after everything is over. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, uh, it has deserved all its, uh, praise and everything and i'm so glad in the in the google search commercial that makes me tear up about the year that we just had uh they have jason sudeikis with his belief sign believe, so yeah. you know it's made such a cultural impact but uh it's it's i highly recommend it like if you need to if you have apple tv and you don't know what to get people for gifts just get an apple gift card and they can watch it but uh you can get deals. I think Target still has a deal on their app. Carl, do you know about that? Like, you uh, can... I know if I know if you get a phone or a, buy a phone or a watch, you get three months for free. So, so yeah. after you and... spent, you know, fourteen hundred dollars, you get you get fifteen dollars worth of free TV. That's a deal. That's a well, deal. I am yeah. I am now paying four ninety nine a month, and it's worth five bucks and especially my sister texted me yesterday and said oh lynn i finally watched coda thank you thank you thank you and coda, she, i love coda i thought I, coda might be on my top 10 list this year it is in my top 10 list which we will be sharing january 7th well cameron but, uh, we're not going to keep you all day as we talk yes. movies so yeah <laughs> thank you thank you for being on with us and i i will look for you at the places that I frequent that I know that you will be at one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on today. I do want to just quickly mention New Year's Eve at noon celebration tomorrow, Union Station. Yes, <clears throat> I talked a... about this on the radio today. Perfect. Uh, we appreciate that. It's, uh, it's a family-friendly celebration uh, at our uh, Joy Tent at the Purina Performance Plaza at Union Station from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. We'll have free live magic shows. Uh, we'll do a fun New Year's Eve photo booth and then uh, some games and retail and other fun stuff to go along with all the other attractions. So be sure to check it out if you're looking for a family friendly option for uh, for New Year's Eve. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Happy New Year. And uh, I guess I'll go watch some Ted Lasso.
Do it. Yes. And thank you for a joy tent. How awesome is that? Right. And how awesome is that to have a, I got to quit saying awesome, but how terrific is it to have a family event? Absolutely. We've got a little bit of everything throughout the, uh, the portfolio. So, uh, you know, the, the families can come down to Union Station, the, uh, the party goers can go out to Westport Social and uh, everyone can come together for a, for a hangover bowl at Westport Social on, on New Year's Day. So, and uh, root on our hometown blues. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've got it all covered. Well, I hope you have a happy, healthy and hopeful 2022. And thank you and keep us posted about what's happening. Yeah, will do. Thank you, guys. My, my pleasure and uh, happiest of New Year's to you guys. Thank you, Cameron. Happy New Year. Thanks. You too. Well, Carl, I watched The Matrix Resurrections again. Again? Why would you watch it again? Because I wanted to see it on HBO Max. Because oh, I so saw can, it so at the it. IMAX and I wanted to see it. And I was doing a Keanu double feature. So... What was your other movie that you watched? <laughs> Something's Gotta Give. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, of man. All, of all most... of the movies, of all the movies that you could have said, that was not one that I would have ever picked. No, it was just on Epics, I think, uh, you know, with my HBO subscription, whatever. And I saw that it was coming on and I thought, why not? I haven't seen it in nearly well maybe what 18 years 19 uh -huh. years he is at his most adorable as the doctor and i don't know about diane keaton but i would have picked him over cr crotchety <laughs> old dog jack, jack nicholson, nicholson. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't believe i've seen that movie since then and if you could if i had to you know dust it out of my memory i wouldn't have even thought I wouldn't have remembered that Keanu Reeves was Diane Keaton's boyfriend in the, at the beginning. Yeah, I, yeah, I, guess I, yeah. I know, I remember, you know, you've refreshed my memory now, but if I had to have come up with that on my own, I would not have. Yeah, well, uh, it, uh, not that it had anything to do with Thomas Anderson or whatever, but, you know, now he's this big action star. And I just read, 32 easter eggs about the matrix resurrections now did and you the, read that did you read that before you watched it again uh no no i did not but uh this has refreshed my memory but i actually really liked watching it again i did, did and you? i uh it deepened some things that i was a little unsure of and i was really uh pleasantly surprised by the um the performances again and then Trinity's husband, Chad, or Chadison, yes. whatever his name is, he directed the first John Wick. Yeah, he's he's Keanu's, uh, he was Keanu's stunt double in The Matrix. Yeah. So yes. how, how cool I, is I that? Did, I did know that. Now, how cool is, is that? On TV, because we saw it in IMAX, and I didn't think it was shot well. Does it translate better on television i think so i think the small in a weird way the small screen helps it well max max and i had a little disagreement about it he says that what lana's doing it's not about the fights matrix is not about the fights it's about the connection so yes that's what that's what i said in our first review which sadly right. might be gone with the wind i i think it's on your computer somewhere you just need to find it but yes I'm going to have you try to find it. Uh, one day. So, yeah. 
Um, the thing is, uh, I, I don't, I still don't think it's shot very well, especially if they're going to have, if they're going to, if it's going to be a matrix movie, it still has to have some of that. And I did play wake up by rage against the machine at the hockey game last night. It was the very first song I played and the blues won. So I take 100% credit for that. Awesome. That is so awesome. I was here, you know, this is the time of the year that we do all the wrap ups. Yes. Everybody does the wrap ups. And one of the sports wrap ups for Martin Kilcoin was the Tarasenko being so unhappy in the off season, but now he's playing well. And that was one of them. But the biggest thing to him was the Ram settlement of yeah. 790 million. Yeah, that, I'm just I, so glad. I, I would have rather had a team, but okay. Right, but I'm just so glad Kroenke was held to the fire. Yeah, uh, let's see if that money actually comes here. Uh, but I have a question for you, Lynn. Did you see the Bob Einstein movie? Not yet, because I'm Same. saving it for New Year's Eve. Because okay. uh, me, I have a I have a longstanding uh, appointment with the Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen on CNN New Year's Eve. That's such as life in 2021. Uh, and uh, I'm going to watch that, and I'm going to dig into the Beatles documentary New Year's Day, but also. We have the Harry Potter 20th reunion on New Year's Day on HBO Max. Yes. Uh, did you watch any of the TBS uh, Hogwarts Battle of the Houses with Dame Helen Mirren? No, I did not. Should I? I, I have. Uh, they don't need to be an hour long. And it it, it is very Harry Potter minutiae. And actually, it's all Wizarding World minutia. And these are all Harry Potter super fans. I watched the first three episodes. I have not watched the grand finale yet. But I, even though I think I know who's going to win, I love the fact that uh, – no, I don't want to spoil it in case people watch it because I believe that's on HBO Max too. And they've been promoting the heck because – the other day, Lynn asked everybody, hey, when is this Harry Potter thing? And Max thought it was on it was on New Year's Eve. I'm like, oh, no, no. It is on New Year's Day because I've been watching the Tournament of Houses, and that's how I know it is on New Year's Day. Yes, my niece and nephew out in L.A. were going to watch it New Year's Eve because they're having a, you know, just family gathering. Yeah. They're not doing anything. And I told my sister, oh, no, it's New Year's Day. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate. So, so they've been digging into the Beatles doc. So that that is a great eight hours. That is that is going to, that's going to be on my top ten films, also, Lynn, because I make my own rules. Well, right, you can just like I have the Crime of the Century, the four hour documentary on mine, and so I did my top ten for uh, um, for KTRS, which airs tonight. At the nine o'clock hour, not the ten o'clock hour tonight, and uh, I will, um, and then they'll rerun it. But uh, <laughs> I uh, did my uh, honorable mention too, so I think I'm going to do a top twelve because now is, is this going to be online too, so I don't have to make sure that I have appointment listening. Right. It's going to be on, uh, on the demand. SoundCloud. Yeah. Okay, good. And it's going to be, if you go to KTRS and you go to shows and you go to uh, Ray Hartman, St. Louis and the No, uh, I am in there 
Miller Furniture presents Lynn Benhouse Goes to the Movies, which is every Thursday. But is it I was up right all, now? Uh, no, no. Okay. It's going to be tomorrow, uh, tonight. Okay. All so right. as soon as it airs tonight, then it'll be posted. Then it gets uploaded. All right. Because Howard, Howard was the was the engineer, uh, or is the engineer for uh, that? And then uh, CJ and Luke are the other guys. They're really yes. good. They're all good people. They're so uh, friendly. Well, I was on Jennifer Blome and Wendy Weiss's show Wednesday talking about the year in entertainment, and I talked about my favorite things. Not necessarily a top 10 list but like trends and i think one of yeah. the biggest trends this year is connection like i rewatched belfast because us critics we have access to those and i really paid attention to the family connection as opposed right. to the troubles all right i'm gonna say something here that is not popular i did not find belfast interesting it, it did not it did not connect with me. And I, I was a child. I didn't grow up in Belfast. I had family. I it did not have a connection with me. I mean, it's told well. The acting is great. Uh, I want to punch that little girl in the throat that does the horrible things to young Kenneth Branagh. But I, it didn't it didn't resonate with me the way it is resonating with some other people. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but I just didn't get it. And it is, it's shot beautifully. It's, it's a great little story, but I don't understand all the love. Well, I was like that when we saw it at the St. Louis Film Festival, we had a really early screening and it had been built up as the, you know the oscar front runner the the movie of the year and so i had extremely high expectations and one of my criticisms of it is if you know nothing about the irish troubles which, which went I, on forever I, I do though you you they don't explain it really except through little bits of dialogue the and irish the, catholics yeah. and the protestants it, it's it's been an it's been a centuries old fight <laughs> Right, and uh, it starts with August 15th, 1969. That little Jude Hill is so good as the young Kenneth Branagh, our buddy. Right. Buddy is, but what I paid attention to the second time and I liked it so much better because it wasn't gonna be on my top 10 list and now it is, is that uh, you understand, because another thing too is Carl, if you're not familiar to fast, paste irish brogues you're losing some of the lines no, I, I understand i've watched doctor who for 50 years i know how the irish and the welsh and the british speak i that was not a problem for me it's just that i didn't i didn't think it was all that right well i i just in i really enjoyed the grandparents as are oh judy dench is fantastic what and i Ke will say okay yes karen heights is also really i like his character better than judy dench they actually well, anyway. well he and buddy have a special relationship yes. with grandpa and grandson and he's wise and he's uh, failing health and you have to deal with that but uh, buddy as uh, experiences from the innocence of childhood into growing up much quicker than 
kids ought to be, you know, kids should grow up. And that is an aspect. As our friend J.C. Corcoran has said many times, you shouldn't have to watch a movie more than once to appreciate it. Well, I say that often. But I, I'm just got sometimes seeing a movie again deepens it. And yeah. I always think you shouldn't have to watch it. But sometimes it brings out things that when you have when you come into a movie and you have such high expectations and they don't quite meet them and you give it a second chance, sometimes it turns around. Like, well, for instance, the power of the dog, I think, is I... a real tough sell. It is. I I was about to say that. I'm say I was going to say you're not going to like me for this either. But I don't get power of the dog, and I I know exactly they. It's not like I'm not getting the subtleness, even though it's not subtle at all. They're beating you over the head with it. I don't. It's it's beautiful. Another movie that's beautifully shot with beautiful performances. I just didn't care about the story, and I didn't care about the characters, and I didn't care about. I everyone's giving props to Cody Smith McPhee and Benedict Cumberbatch. I loved uh, Jesse Plemons. I loved his character, and nobody is giving him any love. So I, I am not on the power of the dog train either. Well, he's getting some nods uh, in terms of uh, of uh, nominations, critics, yeah, he? from the critics groups, and that. But he's not getting picked like. Cody no. Smith McPhee, who, who is actually my top supporting actor choice, and uh, Karen Hines is getting a lot of love, and then the the dad from Coda, Troy Kotzer. Yes. Mm-hmm. That scene between daughter and him towards the end, when she's wrestling with going away to college, it's just so moving and brilliant, and it makes you see deaf people in a way that you haven't seen them before, and uh, it brings you into a world that you are not familiar with, And but yet it's that whole family connection, which leads me back to this year. The movies with the family connection or the humane, the humanity connection are the ones that are resonating and i just found out that one of my favorite movies of the year pig is now streaming on hulu and i highly recommend it uh it's not what you think at all it is uh, one of the best performances of the year yeah it is, St. Louis it is a complete credit. it is a complete performance and it is a fearless performance by nicholas cage it is so good. And I don't even want to tell you what it's about because I mean, tell her because you know what it's about. It's because about I think a pig. That, that spoils it. That spoils it. If I tell you, oh, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want people to discover the joys of this script and the people connections and why he is like he is. Because yeah. I think that's just so brilliantly constructed. And then, uh, our friend Dan Buffa uh, reminded me of a movie that I loved in January that wasn't Oscar award season buzz last January by Netflix. And so it's eligible this year because technically it came out January 5th, I think. The Dig. The Dig is a wonderful movie on Netflix, and I encourage everybody to see it gives you faith in humanity which is the best thing about movies movies should move us yes and they they 
and they move as we have just discussed they move people in different ways you were moved by belfast that you watched it again i i was not moved by power of the dog but i can still appreciate what it was trying to do even i thought it was a little heavy-handed right well two movies that are currently uh, in St. Louis, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, it's getting mixed reviews. However, last weekend, it was among the top five at the box office, which is encouraging. And in St. Louis, I have reports of people being in the theater where people are applauding and cheering. And I think that's wonderful because Kurt Warner's story is about us too. Yes. And so people are embracing this that normally might not be. And I'm going to actually see it again with my nephew and one of my son Tim's best friends. So I am anxious to see it with a crowd because I saw it with like four, five sports reporters, commentators. Jaded, jaded sports reporters. Yes. And, and that's not the way, but we all said the same thing. We were really surprised at how we were going in with low expectations. How not bad it was. Right. Right. And apparently Kurt Warner is very interested in what St. Louis thinks about it. So good. Yeah. He's on the Twitter uh, well, commenting, I think, or wanting people to comment. And he is Kurt 13 Warner. If you want to chime in. And then one of my favorite movies of the year starts New Year's Eve. And maybe today, some places, The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's on Apple TV Plus. Uh, January 14th. Okay. So, so if, you, if you have Apple TV Plus, you'll see it January 14th. But right now it's at the High Point and Plaza Frontenac. And I don't know where else. But this is going to be a tough sell because it's you know, 1606 Shakespeare, one of the classics, yeah. the big three, Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, Macbeth. Macbeth resonates with contemporary audiences because it is this tale of power and revenge and madness. And it is brilliantly conceived by Joel Cohen. Of all people, Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think a Cohen brother could be so masterful at stripping Shakespeare down to the essentials, but he is one of our best storytellers. So why not? He has stripped it down to an hour and 46 minutes. And that is so refreshing in this time of two and a half hour movies. Or close to three-hour movies. Right, well, which is why I haven't seen Spider-Man yet because of given the circumstances in my family yeah. with the COVID situation. I had prioritized, you know, tests and appointments and all that kind of stuff. Trying to find time for a two-and-a-half-hour movie not on $5 Tuesday. Right. Where there catch? was, like, single seats available, and I'm like, I'm not sitting with 200 people. <laughs> Well, you know. West Side Story is almost three hours, too. I know, but that's what I am so upset that this isn't drawn audiences. I don't know what it is. There's the box office report that says these are critically lauded films, but they're bombing at the box office because there is a segment of the population that is not returning to the movies. And I get it. I respect that. Everybody should feel comfortable. But I hope West Side Story will gain an audience like, well, you know, 
Max believes Na- Max believes that's the same story with Nightmare Alley too. That it's too long, and uh, pe- the people that would be going to see Nightmare Alley are not going to movies right now. Well, that is such a grim tale. I tell you, it's just like so bleak from start to finish. I uh, was just. I can admire it for its yes. pro, uh, for its acting, for its production design, but as something, do I want to sit through this again? Never. Well, oh yeah, he said he'd never watch it again, and he also says it's very faithful to the book, which the Tyrone Power movie was not. Well, of course not. Well, not, but, not, not in 1947 it wasn't going to be. No. But that is going to be a tough sell. And that's only in theaters. The ones that are on streaming right now, I have been asked so much, and maybe you have too, Carl, about Don't Look Up. People want to know what I think. And I give them the the blanket (laughs) description of, I liked it. I thought it was a sharp satire. I do think it loses its way in the third act. Uh, Great cast. But I, uh, it was preaching to my choir. You know, right. so so that but then others find it very so it's very polarizing. Others yes. find it preachy, insufferable, being lectured to, and they hate it. So we have that, we have the pros and the cons, and it's getting mixed reaction. Yes, because it, it that is the type of film that it is. It is a mixed reaction film, and that's how people are feeling about it. Hey, I I went to the rep last week and saw a Christmas carol and it, it, and also one of my friend's sons was in it and playing a young Ebenezer Scrooge. And it was really good. And then all I like it was they Hamiltonized it, as I say, because they they made it for a younger audience. But now they're they're streaming that the rep. Is yes, I it. was going to tell you that you can if you feel uncomfortable getting back into a theater uh through january 6th you can stream it on the go to the web uh, the uh it's a repstl.org website and you can make plans to stream it it is energized by this youthful cast that to me that's the best thing about it was its youthful cast uh, uh the um the youthful uh appeal to it because I well the think- sets too the sets and the use of the lighting and the strobes and it is it is it is it does not feel like a dickens classic it feels like it's something more contemporary right well i saw it the night of the tornado so we were oh. an hour later and i think maybe that might have gotten some rhythm on but i didn't uh the book isn't my favorite of the of the christmas carols books the interpretation but the kids make it the tiny tim they had opening night was the cutest tiny tim of all time i mean just joyful and uh i loved bob cratchit uh michelle hand one of the best actresses in st louis plays mrs cratchit eric dean white one of my favorite actors in st louis is the dark christmas future Besides yes. being one of the townspeople, I like the vibrancy of the townspeople. The the uh, technical uh, staff here are hugely credentialed people. The set guy Tim McAbee, he has done sets at the Muni before that you are familiar with, like for instance Tarzan. Yep. So you know he is he is a 
a, a great one. And then, like you said, the lighting, the sound, I just, I love the addition of the music and I loved how vibrant the, uh, the, the townsfolk were. I'm not as enamored with the Scrooge. Yeah. You know, That's I don't know. Right. It's going to, it's going to take me a while to get used to the pat the Christmas past and present. It's okay. Uh, but the, the, you know, but I'm glad you got to see it. And then now more people can see it online, which is, as you know, we have, we are in this huge spike of the Omicron variant. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling sick, you shouldn't be going anywhere. Oh, and I finally watched Encanto. <gasps> I liked it. I liked it very much. In fact, it, I'm, I'm. It's still neck and neck with. I mean, not counting Luca, but the three movies that Disney put out this year, the three animated films that Disney put out this year. I think I, I'm on the fence on whether I like Raya and the Last Dragon or Encanto better. Yeah. Well, Luca, just personally, I just love that movie so much. Luca and uh mitchell's versus the machines are on my honorable mention and i did enjoy encanto very much mirabelle is a great heroine and in fact uh for the alliance of women film journalists we have to pick our favorite female animated character and i picked uh katie on uh, Mitchell. mitchell's versus the machine and mirabelle and then julia in uh, luca Okay. Uh, and that, but then Raya got points as well as the dragon Sisu, which is Aquafina. But uh, as far as trends, the, the animated movies had such a beautiful thread about family this year. And, and not, uh, and, and no boyfriends. No. And well, I guess, also, I guess, I guess Luca is a young love story, but. But she's a feisty girl. Yeah. She is a great girl, but uh, a science. But She's a, a future STEM person. Well, and uh, that's first just of so all, First of all, I like STEAM better than STEM because that includes the arts. But they oh. do go off to school together. So that, that's more of a love story than the entity, than Mitchell's or uh, Rhea. Or, well, both of those stories have a, a, a coded love story. And then... Uh, and Canto's not about her trying to find a boyfriend or a prince or somebody to save her. I, that's, oh, ah. see, I'm still on the fence of which one I like better, Rhea or, but see, the problem with Rhea, not the problem, but the thing with Rhea is that Aquafina, Sisu, is a better character than Rhea. So, yeah. But, the yeah. Last well, it's it's a title. beautifully it's a beautifully shot film. It's a beautifully rendered film. The animation leaps and bounds of technology are fabulous, and we are mm -hmm. in a golden age. And you know how I love all the Pixar's, and yeah. uh, I'm just so happy that we have uh, we have really kick ass female characters in these animated movies. And it's they don't just, need no man. No, it's just brilliant. And I got to say, I got to give a shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda, who has been one of my heroes since In the Heights came out. Well, the song that they shortlisted for best song is not the best song in Encanto. So he's not, if he gets an EGOT, it's uh, no. I say no. I say he should not get, they, I don't know 
if it was his decision or if it was Disney's decision, but the song that they have shortlisted from Encanto is not the best song in that movie. I know. I think it was shortlisted because it is in uh, Hispanic. But th that's not the best song of the film. I know. Well, just like Vivo, nobody's given Vivo any credit. And I loved it. And I loved him. And the, the song that Gloria Estefan sings is beautiful. Well, don't and you want the U2 song to win? No. No. I, I admire, oh, of course, you know, I'd follow Bono to the ends of the earth. But, and it's, it's a great of a song. Cause, it is not but that it's great just, of a song. No, it's just okay. It's okay. U2. It's not brilliant U2. It's not sonic landscape, life-affirming uh, anthem. It's just, yeah, kids need uh, music education. So, okay. But, yeah, no. Well, actually, you know what is a really good song is the one that Jay-Z Jay produced for The Harder They Fall. Guns Go Bang. <laughs> That I voted for that for um, my uh, CCA ballot. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of the Critics Choice Association has now canceled their live in-person event January 9th. And we made a big deal about grabbing the Golden Globes TV spot. And now we are postponing it. There's no new date, but because it's not really prudent to be having 300 people gather in the, right. for an award show and fly and all that kind of stuff. But, well, uh, we, want, we want to mention two notable showbiz passings this week. Uh, John Madden died. He was a player, a coach, a broadcaster, and he, most people under the age of 40 now know him as the namesake of the video game for football. And also Jean-Marc Vallée, or is it Vallée? I think it's Valley. Valley. Well, that that would yes. be more French. Uh, directed Big Little Lies. Brilliant. He won the Emmy. And wasn't he also nominated for an Oscar? He was. He directed a Dallas Buyers Club. Yes. Which gave uh, Matthew McConaughey an Oscar and brought Reese and Jared Leto. Why? Yeah, uh, Jared Leto and brought uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Boone, her second nomination for Wild. Wild. I, I loved Wild. I enjoyed yeah. Wild very much. He did a great job with that movie. And apparently and I he was I don't like her. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She's not a sympathetic person. No. At all. And uh, that's why her play, uh, Brilliant Little Things, that was just in St. Louis recently, she's a hard person to like, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so therefore, it's kind of like that woman who, who wrote eat pray love i don't like those kind of women <laughs> that uh uh you know uh i don't know I, i'm not their audience let's put it like that That's i'm right. you know and so one of the things that uh so it was sad because he died at 58 but no known cause yet so i thought it was a heart attack well that would be uh, maybe that could be, that could be many art. things yeah Yes, well, that would be uh, that, but I'm hopeful about 2021 because Betty White turns 100 on January 17th, and we are going to have the second season of Bridgerton on March 25th. I've got that marked on my calendar. Likely Ted Lasso season three is the summer, 
And we're going to be talking about this next week. We're going to have some of our film critic friends share their thoughts on the best movies of the year. Uh, Alex McPherson, uh, who writes for my website, poplifestl.com, and has a refreshing view of film that uh, we need to talk to him about because he looks at film in different eyes than you and I, Carl. And then hopefully our uh, St. Louis uh, film critics president, Jim Tudor, if he still uh, is on board. And so we're going to have their thoughts on the year because we haven't even talked about our awards, the St. Louis Film Critics Awards. And then in a future episode, we're going to talk about the state of entertainment with some of the local uh, movers and shakers in St. Louis. So uh, we've got a lot heading up. I just hope we can get this virus under control. I got my booster shot yesterday. I did not have any reaction. Good. Yay. Yay. Yay, Pfizer. And so, so, but if if you do just take a day, you know, make sure you have a day. You might have a headache. You might feel, I, I was a little tired, but who isn't tired, you know, this time of year. And then um, Carl is, uh, what, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to catching up on everything. I just need, I just need time to get things done. Everyone, everyone needs more time. I'm hoping to get some of that back in the next week or two. I know now that we don't have any really new, I mean, we have a few new releases, but we've seen them already right? and we can talk about them later, but we don't have to be rushing to any screenings anytime soon. And then uh, on DVD, Blu-ray, we have the French Dispatch and Video On Demand. We have Mass, which won our Ensemble Award Mm -hmm. and Anne Dowd won Best Supporting Actress from the St. Louis Film Critics. And then uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is on digital January 4th. Last night in Soho, the first half we both loved. I like the first two thirds, right? Not so much. But Edgar Wright loves the St. Louis film critics because we nominated his movie for six awards and well deserved. It should have won best scene. That that stupid truck scene from that awful licorice pizza. That is not the best. That's not even the best scene in that movie. Right, I know, but we have a group that. Our Paul Thomas Anderson devotees. So That's stupid. The the Soho scene is much better. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And then if you go to other publications, it is cited right. as one of the best scenes, as well as the bus fights in Nobody and Shang-Chi. Yes. And uh, so anything coming besides Boba Fett, anything you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm going to watch everything that we just talked about. I'm going to watch Boba Fett. I'm going to watch the Bob Einstein movie. I'm going to watch the Harry Potter special. And I'm going to be watching hockey games. So I'm all about it. Yes. And then I want to give a shout out. The O'Fallon Township High School Marching Panthers are in the Rose Bowl Parade on uh, New Year's Day in Pasadena. And talk about a, a, an a a, a really fantastic high school marching band. These people are so committed and so good. And their director is like the Energizer Bunny. And these kids go on to uh, great things in college. And this is their, uh, uh, they've been to the Rose Bowl before. I mean, the Rose Bowl parade. But if you watch it, pay attention for the local people. 
And uh, hopefully, Carl, will have a happy new year with uh, spotlighting everything that we do in entertainment. The prom is coming to the Fox on January 25th. Yes. You'll finally get to see it, I hope. I you do. Know. I do want to see. I want to see a good version of it. So Yes. And I tell everybody, don't think about the movie. You got to go see the play. The play is so much better. So, Excellent. so, so much better. Well, and so, yeah. So here we go. I got to catch up on Dope Sick on uh, Ozark season three starts. I got to get all those in. There's so many things. There's too much. Um, yes. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is going to start up. Well, you can find me trying to find all these things on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern. And you can follow me on the Mark Cox Morning Show and the Maxim Movies Podcast and right here with my friend Lynn. Lynn, where are you? I am in the Webster Kirkwood Times every Friday and online. And I am on KTRS Radio every Thursday evening with Ray Hartman. And I am on Rotten Tomatoes. I am an approved critic. And then I'm also, I have the website poplifestl.com. And then here, Carl, with you, we're going to start our third year. Or, well, we're going to start our fourth year. Yes. In, uh, of- in February. It'll be fun. Well, it's been a pleasure to know you and, yes. uh, and uh, your lovely family. And, and I wish you all the very best and stay healthy. And I can't say this enough. This Omicron is fast spreading and uh really impactful so be safe be smart gets it takes uh as one who had a wait for about 10 days for a booster appointment and one who had to wait a couple days for a rapid test at an urgent care uh you gotta wait but you gotta get it and isn't there like lines in the city too mondays and thursdays i have no idea yeah so anyway everybody stay safe Here's to a happy, helpful, and hopeful 2022.